So obviously there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of anxiety uh, that's in the air that's surrounding us. And I wanted to use tonight's reminder just to reflect a bit on what the Prophet gives us and how to deal with an unhealthy overload. But this idea of how to deal with the news cycle and how to deal with what is unhealthy for us and what shuts us off and doesn't allow us to function properly. And it's actually a hadith where the Prophet was with the companions and he was in the graveyard and he asked them if they could hear what he had heard. And they said no. And the Prophet said that had I not feared that you would stop burying your dead, then I would ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to let you hear some of what I'm hearing. That's really interesting because the Prophet is saying that we would not be able to function properly and we would not go about burying our dead and doing what is normal and expected if we had that level of exposure to the sounds and some of the things that are happening in the realm that comes after us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all a good ending and let us have uh, you know, gardens of paradise in our graves. Allahumma ameen. Prophet is telling us that we would not be able to function, that that would paralyze us. And subhanAllah, at the same time, the Prophet teaches us what? To frequent the remembrance of Hadim al-Adhat, of the destroyer of pleasures, to visit the graveyards frequently, to remind ourselves of death in a healthy way. So while he tells us to frequently remember it, وسلم, he also tells us that he wants us to be protected from hearing too much of it to where we would not be able to function properly and carry about our duties the way that we have been taught to carry out our duties. And that's a very powerful you know, uh, connection that I think we can make to the idea of overconsumption and what is too much. Now, when you talk about the news cycle, let's talk about some of the prophetic barriers that have been put there. Much of what's in the Qur'an and Sunnah is about verification of news, right? to verify what comes to you of news, the importance of verification. And the Prophet ﷺ said that it is enough lying for a person that they repeat everything that they hear. And you can just think about how often we share, we retweet, we push forth things. And because we don't properly verify things, we contribute to lies. Because once you share something, once you spread something, you own it. You own the implications of what is being said. And subhanAllah, that's terrifying when you think about the way that often this relates to people's honor and the way that it relates to, you know, very consequential news. And subhanAllah, we're, we're taught by the Prophet ﷺ, don't repeat everything that you hear, verify things so that you don't end up being a part of deception. And of course, in our day and age where the mechanisms of deception, where the tools of deceit are so much more it becomes so much easier to fall prey to those tools and to become tools of deception ourselves unknowingly. So may Allah protect us from that. Allahumma ameen. So that's the first thing, the importance of verifying news. Then there's the second layer, news that's not even worth verifying, okay? Which is gossip, which is, uh, you know, uh, rumors, things that don't have any benefit to you whatsoever. And that's a lot of what gets passed around, right? So when the Prophet talks about backbiting and relates it to, you know, consuming a dead carcass, a dead bloated carcass. That's like spiritually filling yourself with rotten dead meat. And that's the implication that it's going to have on your soul and on your spirituality. And you know that your heart hardens and that you start to feel a disconnect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you overly indulge that type of news. So gossip and things that are of no benefit, the Prophet said that from the 
goodness of a person's Islam is that they leave off that which doesn't concern them. So some news is not even worth verifying. It's just best ignored altogether. And then you have important news. And how do I come to this place where I consume what is important, but I don't consume it to a point that it completely kills me and shuts me off and I can't do anything anymore. I am completely paralyzed by it. I'm getting lost in the amount of news that I'm consuming, even if it is important news. And that's something that I wanted to speak about for a moment, inshallah ta'ala, that to limit your consumption does not necessarily mean that you have to limit your compassion. It doesn't mean that you have to limit your care. It doesn't mean that you have to limit your empathy. Realize that the Prophet ﷺ, who was this ocean of empathy and who produced the companions who also reflected that empathy, they did not have the mechanisms of connection that we have today to the world around them. But that did not stop them from caring, that did not stop them from uh, praying, that did not stop them from acting in ways that were beneficial to all of those places and areas where they did not have access to with the tools that we have today. So what are just some important concepts for us to remember? Uh, number one, you have to remember that overly consuming something means that it's unhealthy, means that uh, you know, you're sitting there trying to predict a whole bunch of outcomes, right? And it's not necessarily going to be uh, of, any, of, uh, you know, of any benefit for you to sit there and to monitor to that level. But at the same time, you feel like you need to. There's a sense, a sense of anxiety. And it's important for us to make use of the tools of limiting screen time as well, right? So we have all of these screen time apps now that exist. We have all of these things to actually tell us how much time we're spending. Let's use those things, inshallah ta'ala. Let's use those mechanisms to stop ourselves, put time limits, a start time and end time, um, a, a, a cumulative time that you can engage these different types of news, these different types of apps, inshallah ta'ala. And that's something that's beneficial because we learn from the Prophet to discipline everything, even leisure. We discipline our leisure. So discipline your news consumption, discipline your viewership, discipline uh, how much you're engaging these things. But at the same time, one thing to, to note is that a person who you know, would, would even sit there and follow the news of something that is of extreme importance. I'm talking about news that relates to the oppressed, news that relates to injustice towards our brothers and sisters. If a person sat there and consumed that for hours and watched every video that came through WhatsApp and read every tweet, but did not take the time to spend three minutes in dua instead of just three hours of reading and, and indulging it, then that person has not really done anything productive, right? So one thing that's very important for us to remember is that we should take active actions. As we're limiting our consumption of news, we need to increase our capacity of dua and good deeds. And good deeds looks like various things in regards to these things, right? Sometimes good deeds is active advocacy, sometimes it's charity. Whatever good deeds look like in regards to that particular thing, Let's keep our energy channeled towards something productive every single time we engage it. So limiting the news cycle, limiting how much we consume, even of important news, but in order to not develop apathy, making sure that we channel our energy towards productive, small actions that could have major consequences and have major rewards and could actually make major impact over time, especially if multiple people are doing it. And so what that means, dear brothers and sisters, is that, yes, you know, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned the dangerous state of the spirituality of a person 
who has no hem, who has no concern for what's happening with their brothers and sisters. We don't want apathy. Apathy is spiritual death. Empathy is important. But I'm going to be disciplined in not spending so much time that I forget to do the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me access to do. So right now, all of us need to make a commitment to our two rak'ahs of qiyamul every single night. Two rak'ahs of prayer. Make dua for your brothers and sisters around the world. Do not lose those moments of sincere dua. That is more important than anything else. Dua is an agent of change. So continue to make dua. Do some form of good deed, some form of charity, some form of advocacy, and do not belittle the good deeds because the Prophet said that do not belittle any good deeds. That includes good deeds in regards to our individual worship and in regards to our collective actions for good. So do not belittle the smallest good deed. It's not a bad thing to limit your consumption of the news. It's a bad thing to limit your prophetic concern. So let's, let's be very careful, especially now, not to shut off because if we shut off because we're doing too much of uh, in, in, you know, engaging bad news to where it's causing us so much anxiety that we can't be the best version of ourselves, then we're not helping ourselves and we're not helping anyone else. So let's limit ourselves. Let's keep our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's keep our du'as going. Let's keep our productive efforts going. But limiting consumption does not equal limiting care. I hope that I've repeated that enough times to where inshallah ta'ala it, uh, it reaches who it needs to reach. And I want to just say that, you know, I'm, let's all make dua for one another. May Allah help all of you through whatever it is that you may be going through. May Allah help all of our brothers and sisters, those that are sick, those that are oppressed, those that feel no hope. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them hope and may Allah make us a source of hope for them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to find hope in the capacity of being a source of hope for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them His mercy and grant us His mercy and allow us to be vehicles of His mercy to them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of those that are afraid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comfort them. May Allah have mercy on our deceased brothers and sisters wherever they are. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us peace, grant us justice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove chaos and turmoil that hinders the, the very virtues that we are to channel to society around us. May Allah allow us to bring those virtues to our societies so that we can do away with the negativity and the chaos and that which takes people away from Allah and takes people away from the things that are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma ameen. My du'as are with you and I request you to also keep in your du'as inshallah. Jazakum Allah khair inshallah.